Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You are about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. This program will help you gain the much sought after hyper-local information that's vital to making real estate decisions, whether you live right here in the city or across the country. Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. Welcome to episode 22 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. The summer ends and we've got the top-selling interior paint color in Oklahoma City. We talk with Kimmy Lubert, interior designer, about paint colors to choose for that top-selling home. Also on today's show, we want to talk about some news coming up downtown. We've got new constructions going on in the Contemporary Arts Department as well as some appraisals coming in a little low on the national level. We're going to be talking about that. But first, let's get into the market. Market report provided by Oakmar, the local area MLS, license number 174290. Active coming on the market this week, 120 homes coming on the market, and we're seeing 118 leaving the market. So good exchange there. Looks like we got a little bit of a bump on inventory the last seven days as we're going into these fall months. Cold is here. First home tours of the year where we've been in big jackets occurring this week. That can tend to change the metrics, especially for open houses. Let's say this Sunday we had an open house. Rain, it dropped 20 degrees from the time we started the open house till the time the open house ended. Amazing wind and everything, and it did impact the amount of participants that showed up at that open house, so definitely keep that in mind. Let's look more at the actual numbers here, though. Again, 120 homes coming onto the market, 118 coming off the market, and those went off the market at a 39-day median days on market. That's up 3% from last week's 38 days on market. Not really too concerned about that. We get, you know, slight slowdown, 2, 3, 4%. Not worried about it. When we start to hit those 10 and 12%, then you really know we've got something going on uh, in the market. Now, as far as the median list price, we're looking at 144.9, just under 145. And the median sold price at 138,250. What does that mean? Well, that means uh, a 5% decrease on the median from when you list it to what you're actually selling it at. So again, we're, we're listing it at that median price of 144.9 and then getting 138 uh, sale price on, on the median. Again, that's a 5% discount. Uh, what does that look like when we come to square foot price? 
uh, we're looking at $97.91, and then the sold uh, price at $89.52 per square foot. Or excuse me, uh, $97.91 this week compared to last week's $89.52. So that was a 9% uh, increase in per square foot value. But again, we had that metric where we were sliding into the middle of the month now. Uh, we do see a difference in homes that are selling at the beginning, their price versus the middle. Uh, don't in, in know exactly why, but it has something to do with the financing and the interest and then just the timing of everything as it comes together. So that's uh, the market for you. No other outliers really standing out. So let's get on to top home underneath 750,000. I'm throwing you guys another curveball today. I had one that just kind of blew that price range out. In fact, over double, uh, but I wanted to talk about it. It is a beautiful home there in downtown Oklahoma City, but you would think looking at the pictures of this thing that it was in the Hamptons up in New York. Beautiful East Hampton prominence in OKC. This elegant Virginia colonial design has only seen five owners since 1903. In recent decades, this landmark masterpiece was known as the Watson Home. Even though Dr. Ferguson made many additions between 1904 and 1941, David Reynolds, who was an expert in historical construction and HP building compliance, took the home back and both the interior and exterior studs down in 2000 and completed the most comprehensive renovation known in Heritage Hills. This home up for sale now for a measly $1.5 million, $1.575 to be exact. This one's located at 700 Northwest 15th Street. It is not every day that we have such a community jewel come up for sale. You could have the opportunity to be the sixth person to own that home in its entire uh history, you'd be uh, entered into the deed for a mere price of $1.5 million, 700 Northwest 15th Street. Getting closer to the average list price, we want to look at 2009 North Lynn Avenue. This is a Tudor-style home, two-bedroom, 1.1 bath. It's been listed at 229 in Crestwood. If you haven't been to Crestwood recently, you might want to head over there. That's just south of 23rd, east of May. You get into the Crestwood subdivision there, south of 23rd. It runs into Linwood, which is a very similar district in that there is no governing HOA authority, but it's still a historic in terms of theme and build dates. Uh, you're looking at a 1920 to 1930s neighborhood. Uh, beautiful home here, two bedroom, uh, square foot, uh, 1529. This one, 2009 North Lynn Avenue, charming tutor in the historic Crestwood neighborhood. Moving on to the news, good developments going on all over Oklahoma City. I've been talking about the renaissance of Oklahoma City, the arts and crafts, the new culture that's hitting the town. It's so evident when you go downtown, you go to the Paseo, you go to the plaza, you see this revitalization of arts and character and crafts and all that kind of stuff that's going on. And just the vibe uh, of the town has been changing. Well, this 
could quite possibly throw gasoline to that fire that's brewing. Uh, Oklahoma Contemporary Arts Center is building a new contemporary studio. Design plans have been revealed now for the studio space on the same campus at Northwest 11th Street and Broadway. An existing 9,839-square-foot brick building located to the east of the main museum is set for an extensive renovation that will see it repurposed complete with lighted outdoor sculpture gallery. Inside, the features will include a weaving studio, sculpture work areas, and a large ceramic area with indoor and outdoor kilns. Outdoor kiln is awesome. That's great. Uh, Like a main building, the renovation was designed by Rand Elliott and will be constructed by Smith & Pickle Construction and calls for the building to be completed, cleaned, and painted with a new roof, windows, and doors. The studios will host workshops, lectures, and classes for a diverse audience and complement the museum as part of the $26 million campus just north of Automobile Alley in central Oklahoma. Well, folks, when can you expect this? Set to open in late 2019 and seeks to become the creative commons for the community to gather, create, and experience art. I don't know about you guys, but I look at towns like Los Angeles and Austin, Texas, and I see a thriving economy built on local art and creativity. Movements like this help to harbor those very well. In other news, you may have seen, if you're really into a real estate guru, you may have seen a slight dip in national appraisal values. Nothing too crazy, but enough to make a nice headline. But when you look at the actual facts, appraisals came in 0.29% shy of what homeowners perceived in terms of value. This according to Quicken Loans National Home Price Perception Index. Appraised home values rose 5.69% year over year according to the Quicken Loans National Home Value Index. So why are we making a fuss of this? Well, if you look at the chart, Just about every city they studied was at least a half a percent, if not 3%, more than what it actually was listed at is what it appraised at. Uh, Except for Tampa, Cleveland, and Chicago. Chicago being the lowest at negative 2%. Those metrics being so low actually are what's leading to that deviation on a national scale of 0.29%. Is it something to worry about? Not at all, folks. Wouldn't worry about it at all unless you live in those three cities. Onward to the interview. Guys, we have spent watching the summer looking at the statistics and the figures, and we've come up with the number one selling paint color in Oklahoma City for 2018. Here's our guest, Kimmy Lubert. Kimmy, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Got some exciting topics to talk about today. The interior paint color of the year. 2018 in Oklahoma City presented some amazing sales. People made some good money and some other maybe didn't make so much money. Over the last 180 days, there was over 4,000 homes that got sold. 
And of those, we looked at a metric of homes that sold in less than three days, okay? These were the super stellar stars, the ones that took the masses. Everybody was just intrigued by them, and they sold like hotcakes. There was 210 of those that sold in less than three days. And of those 210, we went through them, and we looked at the ones that sold for under market value, and we took them out of the metric, and we came up with 132 homes. We went through each one of those 132 homes, checking through the pictures and trying to find what interior paint color was in common between the homes. And we found out that 47% of all homes that sold in less than three days in 2018 were the color beige, some form of beige from a darker beige to a lighter beige. And 31% of the homes that sold in less than three days in 2018 were gray. Now followed after beige and gray are yellow at 7.5% and other at 7.5%. And then at the very bottom, uh, we've got white at 4.5%, followed by blue at 2.2%. So I'm here to talk about gray with you, who's been a renovator in town for 10 years in real estate, uh, doing some of the latest flips, uh, you and Scott uh, really have a, a knack for finding out what's trending and getting these homes to sell fast. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us a little bit about what's going on here with these colors. My husband, Scott, and I, we own a homestead construction. We have been renovating um, remodeling, flipping homes in Oklahoma City for almost 10 years. I'm also a licensed realtor with Authentic Real Estate Group. We love to find houses that um, take them abandoned and turn them into something that um, a family can live in. Mm. You know, really brighten them up, lighten them up, give them life to them. And we've had a lot of success with um, the home selling, you know, in less than a day usually. Mm. That's good stuff. And and part of your success here is your design choices. I mean, you're really trendy. I mean, you really do understand it and you have a home that fits a lot of buyers, but not just every buyer. I mean, these are the cool homes. Well, how does that come into play? I mean, when we talk about these colors, I mean, tell me, I mean, are, are you are you consciously choosing these colors? I mean, you've got to be. Yes. When you go into the house, um, you can visualize what the house should look like. My husband's great about walking in going, this is what this room needs. And he just envisions it the way it always should have been. We use more of a grayish color mm. um, in the homes. Our top choice is going to be from Benjamin Moore. It's called Revere Pewter. And it's a warm undertone. It goes with the browns, the taupes, um, the beiges, the grays, the steel grays. It would pretty much go with any decor that you bring in. So if someone's going to bring in a black couch, a gray couch, a brown couch, it's all going to go well with that because everybody's decor style is just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to get to some listener questions here. Tiffany Johnson writes in from Oklahoma City. She says, we currently live in a 2,500 square foot home in Lakehurst and our home walls are an off-white my husband wants to go with a darker beige to complete more of a Santa Fe look, and I feel we don't have enough windows, and this is just going to end up looking too dark. Is beige even in style? Help! Um, yes, beige still is in style. Um, not everyone can go in and buy all new furniture, can buy new accessories, lighting, everything. Um, especially with um, a Santa Fe style, there's actually a paint color called Santa Fe, and it's by Pittsburgh Paints. Um, it's a warm and inviting color. It not only looks good with the white trim, but also stained trims like oaks. Plus, it maintains 
It's hue well. In daylight or artificial light, it looks great in just about every room, and it pairs well with a wide range of colors. From reds to orange, blues, greens, purples, it's going to look great with them all. Hmm, that's good. Jordan writes in, Jordan Thomas, I totally get why people paint their house gray. It matches everything, it looks great, and I want to have an easy time reselling my house, but I'm dying to get some colors in here. Is there a room or space in the house where I can express myself and go wild with some colors without affecting resale? You know, in the time where everybody wants the Pinterest perfect homes, the inspired, you know, I'm kind of a play player kind of girl. If you ask me what I'm doing next week, you know, I don't know um, what project we'll be on. But if you ask me what color I want to paint my laundry room or, um, you know, a kid's playroom, I'm going to I'm going to give you a wild a wild paint. Um I love to do pink in laundry rooms. Um, you know, it looks great. Women love it. Um, master bedroom closets, if you're lucky enough to have a his and her. I mean, a lot of the guys like to do the navy and the girls do the pink or yellows or purples or blues, whatever they can personalize with. I like to stay away from the main spaces. Um, keeping the main spaces neutral colors is definitely the best option there. Um, laundry room, powder bathrooms, you know, a kid's room, a playroom, a theater you can gar- go charcoal gray in. Um, rooms that aren't necessarily in your open spaces. I would definitely think you can personalize. Mm. So Zillow did a report this year. Uh, it came out in June and they graded nationally what the most popular color was. And last year they came up with just kind of a list of facts. And then this year they came up with kind of a quiz. And one of the quiz questions, the top question that really got my mind wrapped around this is what color front door can boost the typical U.S. home sale price by 2.9%? And the choices may surprise you. Uh, Pink, yellow, red, or black? Now, 65% of people that took this quiz answered with the question red or the answer red which is understandable because a red door, I mean, really attracts attention. I think when you're looking at the listings, you see this red. In our town, you see a lot of turquoise. But the answer is black. Yes. The black front door could increase the price of a a typical U.S. home by 2.9%. Now, your latest renovation, I think you've done several black doors. Talk to me a little bit about that. What's up with black doors? You know, for a seller, painting a front door is one of the least expensive home projects that they can do, but it's also one that can have a powerful impact on a home sale price. Cool neutral wall colors like tan and light blue are still popular in grayish and beige in the interior, but honestly, on the outside, painting your front door black is actually a tried and true way of increasing a home's value. Um, the black front door gives buyers the impression that your house is a serious, stately, and safe choice. It's very popular. Sherwin-Williams has two amazing black paint colors, peppercorn and tricorn black, which are going to be a true black color. It's very stately. Mm, Wow. So let's talk a little bit before everybody runs out to the store and gets gray and beiges and blacks and all this. Um, What about uh, working with what you already have in your home? Now, there may be some problems there. Um, Talk to me a little bit about carpet color. Let's say, for example, your flooring's already done. Are there some things to avoid when we're going towards a paint color? Should we, you know, should we take into consideration the flooring color before we paint a wall? Um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of wood floor, the dark espressos. Um, will go great with a a gray. Now, if you happen to have a beigey, you know, kind of a pink undertoned carpet, I would definitely go more toward a taupe. Um, the grayages, like I mentioned before, the Revere Pewter, it's very safe, neutral choice to go with. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
best thing to do, get your several plate choices, paint a big square on each wall, leave that square there for 24 hours, come back, look at it in the natural light, look at it under your lighting choices and really get, you know, a feel for what you believe looks best with everything. But give it a good 24 hours to make sure it dries, you have two coats on, that way you're not rethinking your choice in the end, I guess. Sure. Well, oftentimes we're shopping for paint colors at maybe Lowe's or Home Depot where there's bright fluorescent lights and we've got these color swashes and we're in, you know, this laboratory-like environment, yes. right? Where when we get home, totally different lighting. Yes. So Spend the money. Buy your $5 can of sample paint. Always mm. do that. Um, you know, if you need to buy 10 different colors of sample paints, buy it. It is definitely worth it in the long run. And you're saying just paint that little square yeah. on the wall and then that way and let it dry. The 24-hour wait is so that it dries completely, Yes, right? definitely. I mean, sure. your lighting's going to be different in mm -hmm. your living room as it's going to be in a closet or a bathroom. So you may even want to do it in a couple different spots. Mm. And again, that's to test that color. All right. So, you know, that's always the wonder is like folks are like, you know, do I decorate for myself or do I decorate for the market? And I think the reality is, is like painting is expensive, but not that expensive. I think if you you want to change your home in a fun way, you can change the color relatively cheap compared to the price of a home. And if you have to repaint it later, you have to repaint it, which brings up a good point. Um, you as a realtor, you know, you've come in contact with lots of sellers. Tell, talk to me a little bit about that kind of tension that that exists when a seller is getting ready to sell their home, but maybe they're not ready for the market yet. Uh, what is that kind of, how do you navigate that? When the seller is going to sell their home, they've already been on multiple websites looking to see what's out there. Um, there's a reason they're usually selling their home. A lot of people want, they're either moving to historic or they're moving to new ex new construction. And most of the homes that they're finding online are going to be the light and bright colors. Mm. When you go to sell your home, you want to avoid keeping things that are dated. They're getting away from the glazed walls, the glazed woodwork on doors, um, the darker colors, the multi-toned glazed different colors on the walls. When you walk in, you want it light and bright. You want people to envision their items, their couches, their family photos, their decor. You want them to be able to envision that in that home. And when you have distracting features, you know, like a purple dining room wall all of a sudden next to a yellow and glazed living room wall, they can't envision their things in there. So that does hurt the sell of their home. Mm. And visualization is extremely important. I think any home stager or our furniture um, connoisseur would tell you that that what you put in the home does affect the home, even though the people know I'm not buying this furniture with the home. It's not coming with the home, but yet it it tremendously affects. Exactly. The, paint the, is going to be your best return on investment that you can mm. do when you're going to sell your home. Mm. A fresh coat of paint. Um, if you need new carpet, put that. go ahead and put that new carpet in. Mm. That way you, do, you just get rid of all the negatives to begin with when you go to sell your home. That's right. Especially if you've got dogs, pets, animals that have soiled that carpet. Um, and you as a homeowner might actually not even notice it. A lot of homeowners don't even notice the the smell of their pets anymore because they've come accustomed to it over time. And that's when a realtor comes in or a home shopper and they're like, whoa, that's the smell of urine in this <laughs> house, you know. And the homeowner's like, it's not that bad, you know. But again, you've gotten accustomed to it over over time. So that's something to bring up. Uh, cool. I think we've pretty much uh, covered most of the interior. I want to talk just a minute before we end here on the exterior. 
I know you guys have done quite a bit painting the exterior brick on these homes. What do you recommend on that? I mean, is this an expensive process that people go through to paint their homes? Is there a color choice they should go towards or stay away from when it comes to painting the exterior? You could do a lot with painting the exterior of a home. You can take a patchwork bricked colored house, a red brick, um, an outdated, you know, maybe a dark brown brick um, that you don't necessarily love. And you can take it, change the look of the house dramatically when you exactly when you pull up to the curb. You can take a patchwork, maybe brown brick house. With a red front door, you can bring in a fresh coat of white paint, light gray paint, and put that on the brick, put a black door, maybe add some black shutters, and the house turns into a stately home all Mm. of a sudden, just with paint. Hmm. Totally different. How expensive is it to paint the exterior of a home? I mean, is it wild, crazy expensive? Is it affordable? I mean, is it a tough process? Do you have to acid wash the home on the outside? I mean, what's the process? You know... When you go to paint a house, I would always hire a professional to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to need a professional-grade paint sprayer. You're going to need good paint. Um, Benjamin Moore, Sherwin-Williams paint is going to cover a lot more easily than your big box stores, honestly. It's worth Mm. it. It is worth the difference in in price. So when – really? So when we go – when you're talking about – you know, going to a big box store, getting the getting the paint, and then going to like a Sherwin Williams or or Anchor Paints or something like that local. Um, there's a difference in paint quality between the two. Yes, um, the paint you're going to get at like a Sherwin Williams, a Benjamin Moore paints. The paint quality is going to cover a lot better. You're going to mm. want to get a a flat paint for interior. It just looks richer. It covers imperfections in walls. It's mm. just a higher. You want to get about a mid grade level of paint there. There's multiple different grades of paint. Um, but to go the cheapest to think that you're going to put that on the wall, you're going to end up putting multiple coats and it's going to, it's going to cost you just as much money and mm. it's going to save you time if you buy the higher grade of paint. Interesting. So it's more of efficiency. It's kind of like the premium fuel, you know, burns better, cleaner and has better efficiency. Interesting. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate that. I know our listeners appreciate your answers. Is there anything that we've maybe not asked about that you want to comment in this, in this genre of discussion? It's great to personalize your home the way you want it. That's the be- that's the biggest thing. If you plan on selling, neutralize your home is going to get you the m- most return on investment, um, the fastest sell when you go to sell your home. But mm-hmm. if if you're if you plan on living it though and you want to do a wild color in a bathroom, a laundry room, go for it. Make the ceiling glitter. You know, have a, have a great time. But when, if you go to sell it, do neutralize it. Hmm. All right, there it is, folks. You heard it from Kimi Lubert here in Oklahoma City. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. And that concludes our episode. Got questions, comments, concerns? You can email them to Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at OKCReal.com, or you can visit us online at OKCRealEstateShow.com. Thanks for listening, and you have a great day.